A bad hire either happens when you're hiring somebody. A bad hire is also when, you, when you're keeping somebody that's a bad hire. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. Hey, Rockstars, it's Andrew Houston here with um, our Rockstar Bureau, uh, head of HR. We're here for another No Bullshit podcast for contractors. And what we're going to be talking about today, this is like part two of the last one that we did, where Bureau and I went deep into, you know, and the team and attracting millennials and, and how to go about getting new hires and the importance of onboarding them and a lot of other great insights. So go back to that one if any of that resonates with you. The other one was like part one of the flip side of attracting, landing the right team members. This is the dark side, I'm going to call it, okay? Um, which is, it's so important for you to recognize the cost of a bad hire. So welcome, Giro. How's things going today? Good. Thanks for having me here again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about this. So I'm going to be referencing a little bit of the key questions that we got here. So for the audience watching in, if you see me looking over, that's that's what I'm doing because I don't want you guys to miss any value here. Okay. There's a lot of really good things that we've got to cover off in a short period of time. So let's get into it. Um, no bullshit. All right. So the first thing is every business owner, when something goes wrong in the sense of an employee, they don't work out. They got to fire them. Maybe some of you guys are listening. So I'm talking to you, Mr. Contractor, business owner. And you're like, yeah, I got, I got a bunch of guys working for me, five, six, 10, 20, whatever guys. And there's this one guy that just, man, I know I got to let him go, but I don't know if, if I can afford it or can't. And really, you know, it's, he's a bad hire. Okay. He or she is a bad hire. Let's talk about the effects of this. It's really important that you guys understand what is the cost associated with a bad hire. So. What's the true cost, Giro, of a, of a bad hire? Let's talk about that. Yes. Well, I can tell you that it has like two parts, okay? On one side, you have the cost itself, okay? And the other part, more like related to the team and the effects on the rest of the team members, right? So um, we need to realize that if we have someone who isn't quite right for the position that we have open, okay? Because we need to fill this role like uh, as soon as possible. This will cost us more money if we wait for the right person, okay? Mm. According to Triton Canada, bad hires can cost employers at least like 30% of their employees' annual salary, and that's a lot. In addition, I believe that 41 or 40% of employers estimate that the cost of a bar hire could be over $25,000, or there's like $50,000, and that's a lot of money. Maybe not for a large corporation, but for a small business, Okay, that could be a lot. It can up like a significant 
uh, loss of profits. So mm-hmm. besides that, there is like the cause. Something that really damaged, you know, the team is that the morale can be affected and the productivity of the team. And um, you know what? Something additional to this is that the managers can spend like a lot of time monitoring underperformance employees. So it's like a mix of things. It's a mm-hmm. lot of what well, we know when you have like a bad apple, like we say. So um, it implies like waste of time, uh, resources, you know, money. It's like a lot. So we have to keep this in mind because once we know the numbers and everything around that, you know, we're going to be like real careful <laughs> with the, the hiring process for sure. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So we're going to be talking a little bit about like the time loss. Okay. In, in a second here, but yeah, guys, I, I just want to go back to what Vero said. Okay. Like these are stats. So let's, you know, these are going to be plus or minus as far as these stats for your specific business. But let's say that the cost, and when we say the cost of 50,000, like what makes up that 50,000 Vero? Like what, uh, what is it actually making them lose money? A couple of things. The first thing is that doing, when you hire someone, you invest a lot of time, you know, training, uh, conducting these people to understand your culture, your values, your SOPs, et cetera. So do you have there, you know, your managers, uh, people in your team, et cetera. Other thing is that you invest in the hiring process itself, you know, posting ads, uh, with time for the interviews, it's like a lot of things going on there. And on the other hand, once you don't have that person in your team, you're going to have like an empty share. If you don't have that position covered, right? You can, for example, take new projects, okay? Or you're going to, uh, you will need some more time to finish a project. So it's like a lot of things involved here. <laughs> okay, so, you know, when we talk about I'm going to bring you back after we cover off a couple of these points into, you know, the cost from a that client perspective. We're going to talk about the cost from a team perspective. Okay. But I just want to put something financially into the minds of you guys listening to it. Okay. I use this example often. Okay. The reason I use this example often is because it's applicable no matter what size of contract you are. So let's say it is the 50,000. We look at $50,000. Okay. And Hopefully I don't lose you here with the math. I'm going to try it, try and keep it. You guys are all super smart tradies, okay, and owners of contracting companies. But sometimes when we talk about numbers and math, we we tend to, you know, struggle in following. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to go pretty slow here. So you guys get it. I'll repeat it a couple of times so it sinks in. I'm going to use an example of a typical contractor. All right. Most contractors that come to us, by the way, when I say typical, I mean I'm talking like this is like the lowest net profit that we would deem as even, well, we wouldn't even deem it, deem it as that acceptable here at Profit for Contractors, but majority of contractors don't even make this level, which is, I'm going to use 10%. So you're like, Andrew, what the hell are you talking about? Let me get to the point. When we go and lose $50,000 because of this bad hire, what you got to really ask yourself is what's the impact? So we're going to get into these other points, but it's not $50,000. And you're like, well, Andrew, it's a loss of $50,000. It's not 50000 If you're lucky enough to be making a net profit of 10%, follow me here, everybody. That means after all your, if you look at your, your total sales, 
Look at all your variable expenses, your fixed expenses. Let's say you're a million dollar contract. A 10% net profit would mean that at the end of the day, money in your hand, you'd make $100,000. You following Vero? So yes. million dollars in sales. After all these different types of expenses, we make 10%. 10% of a million dollars is 100,000. You following me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make sure you're following me, Vero. Hopefully everybody else can follow me. Yeah. So Vero, I don't expect you get to get this, but let's see if you can. If a client, if a contractor that makes 10% net profit, which by the way, most of them don't, but let's say that they make 10% net profit. They lose $50,000 in profits because it's bad hire. How much sales would they have to get to pay for the 50000 Do you know, Vera? It would be like the half of the profits of the whole year. It's a lot. <laughs> Let me ask you. What's 10% of 500000 50000 Everybody listening? If, you're, if you like almost ditched your vehicle, Please don't do this if you're driving, listening in on this. But yes, a contractor making 10% net profit. If they lost $50,000 because it's bad hire, they would have to do $500,000 in sales, more sales, just to pay for the $50,000, $500,000. So if you're a million, if, if they, if you're a million dollar contractor, You'd have to do $1.5 million instead of a million dollars just to pay for that $50,000 loss. And Vero, you were going on the right path. That would be what? Like a half of the year gone. Okay. So guys, pay close attention to this. So when we're talking about a bad hire, we're looking at two states. What do I mean states? I mean, two different situations. A bad hire either happens when you're hiring somebody, a bad hire is also when, you, when you're keeping somebody that's a bad hire. So when we're talking today, you want to do whatever the hell you can to prevent A, from hiring bad, the bad hires, and B, as you're listening in on this podcast, okay, evaluate your, your business right now, okay? We're only got like another 10 minutes or so left in this podcast, okay, but honestly, I want you to get value out of today. And it's a hard thing to do, but do it in your mind to start with, okay? Have a little private conversation with yourself. Maybe you're driving in the truck. Maybe you're in the office. Ask yourself, is there anybody in my team right now that if I was to let everybody go, who wouldn't I bring back? Okay? So let's continue this conversation, all right? So guys, this is major. Okay. If you've ever wondered where's my money going, if you ever wonder well, how can I not get ahead, if you ever wonder like how is I'm doing more and more sales and I'm not making any more money, I'm not saying this is the only thing, but this is a big thing. If you have one bad hire, or you're about to hire somebody that's bad, like in my example, fifty thousand dollars is actually five hundred grand in sales. And by the way, here's the worst part: you've had to do five hundred thousand dollars worth of work for your own. To pay the 50, which means you end up with zero. Zero. Okay. So let's get into how much time loss are we talking about exactly, Vero? Well, uh, this is an important part because uh, normally it takes like 11 weeks to terminate a bad hire. Okay. And to fill that position, it will take you like a month and a half. Okay. It's a lot. And you know what, Andrew? 
there's something that we uh, talked about at some point in another conversation, but it's not only the cost, you know, what you can lose, but at the same time, it's, you know, the clients you could lose, okay? Because if, the, if that bad hire does like a bad work, what happened with that client? Is that client giving you a referral? Is that client going to call you again? So that's top minor. And we have to talk a little bit about that. We want it's to keep our clients with us. It's huge. Vero, most contractors, let me put it a better way, all good contractors. And how can I say this all? Well, because guys, we specialize in contractors. I'm an ex-contractor. We've worked with thousands, over 6,000 contractors, guys. So what I'm about to state here is like, let's just say 99% true. Okay. There's going to be the 1%. Okay. You guys know this. So you know this is business owner right now, let's see, and that a lot of your business comes from referrals. What the hell has that got to do with anything regarding this customer that we might lose? Well, your customers give you referrals. So you look at like one of your best clients. Imagine, and again, it's good to look at this worst case scenario, okay? Because then it puts into perspective the right set of lenses. Bureau, if they have a client that's a class A client that gives them repeat business, gives them two jobs a year, and has been doing it for the last five years, and probably has given them probably one to two referrals every single year, and I'm lowballing it. Think, guys, the lifetime value of that client, and think with the lifetime value of the referrals that that client gives you, and their lifetime value. When you have a bad hire, Vero, like, why would a customer leave because of this bad team member? Give me some examples of what could happen. Oh, it could be happening. You know, your reputation, you know, as a business, it's several things because it's not only about your clients that then maybe you're going to lose them. That you don't want that because it can impact your reputation, but internally as well, that but can be the bad example for the rest and like contaminate the rest of your team members. And it's like, you know, collateral damage. <laughs> So many things, you know, get touched with the bad hire, bad employee. So we want to look at these really closely to make sure that not only we are hiring the right person, you know, with the right methods or process, but we are doing everything to onboard that person. Okay. Because we have to say something here. It's not only about the skills and experience of that hire that you, you already have. Is it the you give that person, are you giving that person everything to be successful? Because we have to look ourselves as well. So there is a couple of things that you can do to make sure that that one person that you hired has everything to do a great job. And that's important as well. Because it's a way you're going to ensure that you're going to have the right, the processing place, the SOPs, you know, everything for that client to have their, you know, their job on point. So I wanted to mention that because I know that we don't have that much time, but we have to look not only that one person that we hire, but ourselves. Are we doing everything we can so you make this process successful? Mm -hmm. Oh, so like, so hopefully everybody understands the impact. Okay. So just like, let's just revisit it. I'll go really quickly. There's the cost of your customers. Okay. There's the cost of like Vero said, you know, contaminating the bad, you know, the bad apple you put a, a you know, got a whole basket of good apples, you put one bad apple in there, you come back a week later and all the other ones are rotten too. Okay. So there's the impact onto, you know, that bad hire with bad habits, teaching bad habits to the rest of the team. Okay. And affecting your culture, right? Um, also the amount of attention, a lot of times here's where people go wrong. Okay. 
honestly, guys, think about this. And it's okay if this is you. It's, oh, what's not okay is that you don't do anything with this today. So we'll talk about wrap up. But guys, think about this. What ends up happening in a lot of cases, we put all of our freaking attention into the bad app. Hey man, you need to show up. You're showing up late. Hey, you're not filling in these forms. Hey, you freaking made, made a customer unhappy. Hey, 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 hey. All this energy of this champion CEO goes into these, this bad apple or bad apples. And guess what? Who doesn't get the attention, Vero? The A players. The good one. Good ones are like, dude, like, all you're doing is talking, like, get rid of these people, right? So, like, guys, there's a whole negative domino effect. We talked about, you know, how much sales you'd have to get. It just goes on and on and on and on and on, okay? And then there's the mental stress that you have, you know, and the stress it puts on everybody, including your customers and the team and you. You go home, did they do the job right, right? You're always questioning, shit, did they, man, last time he didn't do this. Last time he didn't clean up the job site and the customer got pissed off. Is he going to do this again? And here's the thing with the bad apple. With what we're about to cover off really quickly here in these seven things to improve things, all right? To make sure that they get off on the right foot, okay? The problem with the bad apple with what we're both cover off, what the seven points we're going to cover, A players love them. The bad apples like these seven steps we're about to go through, Vera? No. <laughs> no. So let's go through them and let's just quickly highlight why an A likes it and why a B well, doesn't like it. I, I would like to say that, you know, when you hire that one person that you, you know, we are praying that is the A player. Okay. That's one part. Now, you know, you have to work on your first impression. You have to work on, you know, on your onboarding process. You have to work integrated this and you intervene from the rest of your team. Okay. So you, at this point, you're starting retaining your people, you know, reassuring your culture and your processes. So it's really important. So I don't know if you want to go through this list or do you want me to? Yeah, let's just go quickly. So number, so number one, seven really quickly. Some will spend a little more time on, others we won't. Okay. So number one. They show the company culture and values, okay? A class A team member is going to love this, okay? A class D player or bad, okay, employee, they're not, what you're going to find here, and it's one of the best things to share with them, is if they don't buy into your company culture and values, Vero, no matter how skilled they are, should you keep them? It won't work. It won't work. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, do not get sucked in this skill trap. What do I mean the skill trap? Oh, I'm fucking hiring this guy. He's fucking so knowledgeable. He's so smart. He knows his trade really well, but yet he doesn't share the same values in the culture. Big problem. Big, big problem. Okay. Because what's going to happen there, what's going to happen really quickly, Vero, with somebody that might have really good skill set, but doesn't have the values and, and, and support the company culture? You won't be aligned. This person is going to the other way. If you value, for example, respect and that person does not, you're going to have a really good problem there. So it's just a little example, but you can apply that to many more values and, and possibly. I'm going to give a couple of quick ones that will resonate. They show up, they want to show up late, usually all the time. Okay. They don't follow one of the things we're going to talk about, which is procedures. Now, I'm too good for that. I don't need that. When they walk into a room, they think they're better than everybody else. Okay. You do not want that. All right. I don't give a shit if this is in sports. It doesn't work. You have the best skilled hockey player, soccer player, football player. I don't give a crap. If they don't jive with the rest of the team, <laughs> forget about it. Okay. Number two, key members. What do you mean by okay. that? As part of the onboarding, you have to make sure that this person knows, you know, the critical, you know, team players that they wanted to know that they can 
you know, get along, that they know each other, et cetera. Because rem imagine that you are in their, you know, way to work and you see that one person, who is this? <laughs> it's like, you know, so you want to make everything, you know, comfortable. You want to generate this environment, good environment, the, where everybody knows each other. They know a little bit about themselves because, you know, it's a team effort, but to make a team, you have to get along with the rest. You know, you don't have to be friends, but at least, you know, understand who is the other person, in what way he is going to complement my job, et cetera. Totally, totally. You know, I got, I just bring this back really quickly on this one. It just drives me freaking crazy. Okay. We talk to people that come on and they bitch and complain that they can't build an A team. And we go, we get the number two here. They go, okay, you just hired this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on? Oh, man. He's, you know, he's doing all this and he's doing this and he's doing this. And, and, and it's like, yeah, you know, he can't work well with this person or that person. I go, oh, yeah, interesting. Do they know all the roles of everybody at this company? What do you mean? Well, did somebody sit down and go through who works here and what the roles are, what everybody's responsibility is and what everybody's responsibility isn't? No, man, I don't have fucking time for that. Oh, you know, well, that's funny. Interesting. Let me ask you this question, Mr. Client. Everybody listening in, I'm not being cocky and being honest. Um, say we're going to go play a game. Yeah, let's pick a game. I go, go ahead, pick a game. The guy goes, baseball. Okay, baseball. Cool. Um, if somebody shows up on the field, this new hire, and he doesn't know who the back catcher is, who's on first base, who's second, third, fourth, who's the coach, who's, who's left field, right field, and he walks out there, what would happen? Well, oh, and then it hits them. Yeah, they might want to play all the positions. They might want to play the position that you didn't hire them for. They might not throw the ball at the right person because they're like, I didn't know who's back. Guys, honestly, if we wouldn't, if we need to do this and play in a fun game and you're not doing it in your freaking business, guys, give your head a shake. Okay. Honestly. Okay. It's not complicated things, by the way. It could just be Euro, right? Hey guys, we're going to have a team meeting. I'm introducing you to Vero. Everybody mm -hmm. introduce yourself. And what do you do here? That's it. Okay. That's right. That's it. Number three, share essential SOPs. What's an SOP? You need procedures, right? Standardized yeah. operating procedures. And you want this new hire to follow, you know, your rules of the game. You're step-by-step step every time. Replicate that to every job. So it's really important that you can share those with this name you hire for them to be, you know, understanding everything and for everybody to follow the same structure every time. Right? Love it. Oh, right, number four. This means this one doesn't usually get thought of. So I love that you put it on here. Assign a buddy. What do you mean? Yeah. Assign a buddy. Oh, that's super critical for us. Is you know, I believe that the the key of our success in the operating process, because it's assigned someone in the team that knows the company, the culture, the SOPs, you know, to be like the body of this new person for any questions, any doubt. So this person can feel uh, really comfortable and safe asking whatever it is to this body is really important and and you know it starts to building you know the team because it's a way to be connected with the rest of the team members with this new person and it's a way to transfer all that knowledge easily with like someone that is like a friend in their work environment so that makes really it easy important. right for everybody it makes it fun makes it enjoyable okay uh number five Establish three point feedback meeting. Listen to concerns and clear doubts. Yeah. It's important uh, to establish, you know, when you have this new person in your team to make them understand, okay, 
to let you know every two weeks of every month we're going to touch bases to make sure that everything is okay to let you know how you're doing to make sure that if you have any questions i can answer them okay so that person already know when you're going to have that meeting or that moment of feedback and he can be prepared of course if you already set up you know any you know time of maintenance it, it doesn't have to be like an hour meeting it could be like 10 minutes you know what do you need it's everything okay etc and uh you know that person knows that they're going to have feedback at some point and that makes people to feel like relaxed and okay i'm gonna i'm going to have that time at some point to you know leverage whatever data i need or whatever so it's really important frequent feedback and uh with this you get to know how is the training that is number six you have to give this person training job shadowing etc so if you if that person needs more you know more information about any procedure or more experience in any kind of you know task or responsibility you can make those tweaks when you have the feedbacks etc and the idea of all of this andrew is that you make sure that you are providing these people of everything they need to be successful because maybe that person is excellent has a lot of experience etc but you have your own way to do things in your company in your business your own culture everything so there is there's always a, a learning curve that they have to you know go through and you want to help them to to go through this curve and the way you need to so it's really important to keep these things in mind the first three months are super important when you have a new hire okay because during this time you're going to know if that person is a fit with your culture with what you need and if that person is going to stay or leave so you can you know prepare whatever it is i think you know that's a really good point and we'll quickly wrap up six and seven but guys i want you to understand that in the first 90 days okay you're still filtering them Okay. A lot of people think they hire somebody and that's it. It's a time for them to see if it's a good fit. And it's a time for you to see if it's a good fit. If you're not intentional about it, then you'll blink and all of a sudden you'll be back up to what we talked about earlier. Now you get this bad hire. They're with you for 11 months and it's just or for years. Okay. And the consequences are a lot of cases unretrievable, right? Um, okay. Number six, role training, job shadowing, sort of touched base about that's a little bit of a sign of buddy. Make sure you get enough mm-hmm. touch points. Um, number seven, make sure you provide everything to make your team a successful one, which really is yeah. encompassing everything one to six, right? Is make, understand guys, this is, you're not just setting this person up for success. I think, you know, you're all, like, you're setting the company up for success. Too many times you look at a new hire or even our team as individuals. They are individuals, but you you have to understand they it, it it's a it's a whole team, it's a whole community, it's a whole culture. So Vera, if there was you know if there's one thing that you want the people listening in, you know I know they're they're driving in their truck, they know they got somebody that's not a good hire, or I think on on the on the hiring side, you know making sure that they're filtering properly is very important. But let's say what would you be your one sort of point of insight if there's an owner listening in on this and they're like, I, got, I think I got a bad hire. What do I do? Oh, my God. Well, there's a, a lot of things that you can do, but I, I will suggest, okay, review like the whole case because sometimes it's question yourself. Is it, you know, this person or is it me? Did I, did, 
could do everything that I could do for this one person? Did I give the person, you know, the resources, the orientation, the guidance they need? With just the numbers, okay? And maybe you can make like a list of things you want to see, you know, in their performance, in their style, in their, yeah. in their skills to make sure if they have it or not. So you are, you know, really sure. If you are, you know, in this period of 90 days, okay, it's like a trial period and you are getting to know each other. So review everything, make sure that it's not a bad day for you and you're seeing things, you know, badly. <laughs> And uh, maybe you can discuss this with your manager or your, your, you know, your number one person in the team to make sure if you agree, you both agree. And once you have your, like, your general idea of this bad hire, then you have to start, you know, putting your hands in work and, and make some challenges there. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off that. My point is this. Yes, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. Obviously, it's a no bullshit podcast. Okay. There are people out there, okay? There are people out there that are malicious, that they've got, for whatever reason, wires, you know, not connected properly or connected the wrong way. I'm using that analogy as an electrician. They're just, no matter what you do, they're not going to work out. I'm going to tell you that the majority of the time, that is not the case. The majority of the time that we define somebody's a bad hire, if we take the time, like Viral said, you know, look back at this podcast, pause it, think about these six steps, okay? You know, hopefully, you know, you've listened to enough of this that you're like, man, this is something worthwhile of me looking into. Look at these six, or sorry, these seven steps and, and, and just do a quick rating. Like, listen to the podcast, pause it, and go, uh, okay, number one, um, how would I rate myself as far as showing them the company culture and values? Out of 10. 10 would be like 100%. They've got it. They can see it. Everybody's gone through it. Everybody understands it. Or is it a one? Or is it a five? Be honest with yourself, guys, okay? Most human beings want things to work out. They don't come in and go, I'm on a mission to have an unhealthy environment. I'm on a, on a mission to do bad work so that everybody is not happy with me. Like 90 plus percent of people, in my opinion, they're not, there's that maybe 10%. It could be lower number, but 90% of people, they want these things, okay? And it's our job to give them what it is that they want, which in, in the end is what we want and what the team want, okay? So be honest with yourself, okay? And, and also don't be too hard on yourself. If you've never listened to this podcast or had anybody tell you that there's seven things, well, how the fuck would you know? But what is not acceptable as an owner listening in on this is to not do something with the seven things. Is to not evaluate things properly. It's not you can make these changes, guys. Okay, you can make these changes. Vero's done. You've done an amazing job with you know with our team, Vero. Um, but it's also been a work in progress. Like you being an HR manager and having all the experience you have, you know we've had to develop things. We've had to evolve. We've had to take ownership and go, man, we missed that step. Oh shit, we didn't do that, or we need to improve that. It's okay. But I cannot stress enough, what is not okay listening to this podcast is that you don't do something about it. And, and you don't have to do it all at once. Just pick one thing. Maybe it is that number one about the culture and the values. And that's going to be your one thing for the next week or two. That's it. Then after that, go to number two. Then you go to number three. Like, it's not going to be a magic wand. It's going to take time. It could take months. 
But I'll tell you what, the consequences of not getting this is going to cost you years, if not potentially your company, okay? Or a lot of pain that you're going to be wondering what the fuck, and you'll never, you'll be a prisoner to your business if you don't fix this, guys, okay? Um, so that's it. Another no bullshit podcast for your contractors. Thank you, Vero, for doing this part two. We're going to be bringing you guys more insights like this on the HR front, on, you know, on the financial front, on all these different areas. You can do this. You guys are meant to be champion CEOs. Take the action to be one. If you need any help on this, we've got a hiring audit as well. So you guys, if you want to get the hiring audit, it's a simple one-page uh, game plan. Get that. Check it out. Apply some of the stuff we got here, and you'll definitely move your business forward. You want to get some help from us? Just type in, you know, just ask for some help. Hand, put your hand up, and Giro, myself, and the team will we'll reach out to you, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars! Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.